Temple University is ranked among the top 50 public universities in the U.S. Through hands-on learning opportunities and world-class faculty, Temple students are prepared to soar in their careers. Schedule a campus tour today at admissions.temple.edu. visit Saturday, March the 13th, 2021, and welcome to episode number 250 of the WCWS Radio Network's weekly review show. This is, of course, WCWS Power Hour. Once again, ladies and gentlemen, this is Mr. WCWS Chad Hinshaw on the line here with you, as, of course, tonight we'll be bringing you, of course, today's wrestling and pop culture history and birthdays. Plus, also a rundown of what took place here in the radio network here this week. And also, ladies and gentlemen, <clears throat> some wrestling news tidbits courtesy of our friends at 411mania.com. If you care to chime in on anything and everything we have to talk about here this evening for the next hour, please feel free to give us a call. The phone number, as always, is 1 605 562. 
0444, caller ID 141364 pound, and press that one if you want to chime in on anything and everything that we have to talk about, that we do talk about, of course, on here. It is now 6 o'clock Eastern Standard Time here, like we said, on Saturday, March 13, 2021. Let's go ahead and get started with our wrestling and pop culture history and birthdays. First, we will go to the wrestling portion of this. Uh, and here we go. This date in 1995. WWF Monday Night Raw came, of course, uh, came from Stockton, California, with the live and taped editions of the show in the buildup to WrestleMania 11. On the live edition, Jacob and Eli Blue fought the head shrinkers to a countout draw, and Jerry Law. Main event by countout due to outside interference from the WWF Women's Champion Bull Nakano. On the taped editions, the Smoking Guns retained the tag team titles against the Heavenly Bodies, and former Chicago Bears and Chicago Bears and Green Bay Packers superstar Steve McMichael brawled with Kama, the Supreme Fighting Machine, from the Million Dollar Corporation, building towards the upcoming match between Lawrence Taylor and Bam Bam Bigelow at WrestleMania 11. Also, Bret Hart defeated Owen Hart in a no-holds-barred match. On his date in the year 2000, The Rock defeated The Big Show to regain his WrestleMania WWF title match opportunity on Raw from East Rutherford, New Jersey. After putting his career on the line as a stipulation, he was assisted by the returning Vince McMahon, who had not been seen on television for three months. Also, Dean Malenko defeated S.A. Rios for the WWF light heavyweight title. This edition of Raw is also infamous for Baba Ray Daly delivering a powerbomb to Mae Young through a table off the top of the entrance ramp. On his date in 2001, at the 79 Heat and SmackDown tapings in Anaheim, California, Crash Holly defeated Dean Malenko for the WWF Light Heavyweight title. Also, the Dudley Boys defeated Chris Jericho in a handicapped tables match, and Stone Cold Steve Austin pinned Kurt Angle. On his date in 2003, AJ Styles and the Amazing Red defeated Christopher Daniels and Xavier for the Ring of Honor World Tag Team titles in the main event of Ring of Honor's Expect the Unexpected from Cambridge, Massachusetts. Also, on his date, a couple of events here took place here in uh, 2004. First off, at Ring of Honor's At Our Best in Elizabeth, New Jersey. Samoa Joe retained the ROH World Heavyweight title against Jay Briscoe in a steel cage match. Also, AJ Styles defeated CM Punk to retain the ROH Pure Wrestling title with Ricky Steamboat as the guest referee. And also, of course, in 2004, WWE held their first Hall of Fame ceremony since 1996 at a Hilton Hotel in New York City the night before WrestleMania 20. The induction class included Bobby Heenan, Jesse Ventura, Big John Studd, Don Morocco, Harley Race, Tito Santana, Superstar Billy Graham, the Junkyard Dog, Sergeant Slaughter, Greg Valentine, and Pete Rose, who was the first ever celebrity induction. On this date in 2005, in the Impact Zone in Orlando, from Orlando at the TNA Destination X pay-per-view, Jeff Jarrett, retained the NWA World Heavyweight title against DDP in a ringside revenge match. Christopher Daniels was victorious over AJ Styles, Elix Skipper, and Ron Killings for the NWA X Division title in an Ultimate X match 
Jeff Hardy defeated Abyss in a Falls Count Anywhere match. Dustin Rhodes defeated Raven in a Bull Rope match. And The Outlaw defeated Kevin Nash in a First Blood match. On this date in 2007, WWE Hall of Famer Arnold Scullin sadly passed away at the age of 82 from his home in, I believe, in White Plains, New York. He was part of the newly created Worldwide Wrestling Federation, which would go on to become the WWF. Scullin managed Bruno San Martino and Bob Backlund with both winning the WWF title under his guidance. He was inducted into the Hall of Fame as part of the class of 1994 in Baltimore, the night before the second King of the Ring pay-per-view. Also on this date in 2009, Andrew Martin, who was best known for his time in the WWF slash WWE as Test, sadly passed away at the age of 33 in Tampa, Florida. He joined the WWF in 1998 as an unnamed bodybuilder of the band Motley Crue, who performed on an he would become a member of the Corporation Faction, interfering in the WWF Championship match between The Rock and Triple H on Raw in late 1998. During his time with the promotion, he won the Intercontinental, European Hardcore, and also the WWF and WCW World Tag Team titles. And it was also involved in a storyline relationship with Stephanie McMahon, whose memorable wedding ceremony was interrupted by Triple H. On this date here in 2011, Sting retained the TNA World Heavyweight title against Jeff Hardy in the main event of TNA's Victory Road from the Impact Zone in Orlando, Florida. The match was laced with controversy as Hardy was very closely, clearly in no condition to perform. Rather than cancel the match or replace Hardy, TNA decided to put Hardy in the ring for a short match. Overwhelming, overwhelming critical reaction followed from all quarters. On this day in 2017, Former pro wrestler Dennis, Dennis Stamp sadly passed away of cancer at the age of 71. Many younger fans would know Stamp best for his role as special referee in Terry Funk's 1997 retirement match against Bret Hart that was spotlighted in the Beyond the Mat documentary. On this date, uh, on this date last year, the first edition of the WWE SmackDown in the Performance Center in Orlando took place as the world entered into the pandemic. Jeff Hardy returned to action after being away for a year and was victorious over Corp, over Court Jester Corbin. Daniel Bryan pinned Cesaro, and also Bailey and Sasha Banks defeated Miss Bliss and Nikki Cross. Roman Reigns had a sit-down interview with Michael Cole regarding his originally booked WrestleMania Universal title match with Goldberg, and Bray Wyatt confronts John Cena. Some birthdays, of course, to talk about here today. First off, we want to wish a very happy 30th birthday to now one half of the new NXT Women's Tag Team Champions as of this past Wednesday, T. Blackheart. Also, ladies and gentlemen, we want to wish a very happy, let me see here, uh, yeah, happy 36th birthday to one half of the AEW World Tag Team Champions, the Young Bucks, Matt Jackson. Also, also, place on this date in, let me see, I believe it was 1969. Uh, both these folks turned 52 years old. Uh, it was a Japanese sensation, Yoshi, Yoshi, Yoshiki Takahashi, and ECW female, female personality, Beulah McGillicuddy. Also, ladies and gentlemen, 
legendary superstar Angelo Mosca. I believe he has since, I think he has since passed on. I'm not sure. But anyway, he, he would have, or he is, 83 years old today. So happy birthday to Shanti Blackheart, Matt Jackson, Yoshiki Takahashi, Bula McGillicuddy, and Angelo Mosca. That is, of course, your uh, wrestling history and birthdays here, of course, for today. Now, ladies and gentlemen, let's go ahead and check your pop culture history and birthdays here for today, of course, as well. We, of course, as you know, do this. Uh, do, we tell you everything in, in the know, of course, on Outside the Ropes every Wednesday night. But, of course, ladies and gentlemen, it is there are several pieces of pop culture history that are highlighted every Tuesday, Wednesday, and Friday on WCWS Revolution and every Thursday night on NWO Wolfpack, courtesy of the human suplex machine, John Gross. We do thank him, of course, for that. Also, the soul man, Justin Lewis Fleming, as well. So we can, I, cannot, I cannot forget him as well. Uh, two notable moments took place in general wrestling, uh, I mean, pop culture history. On a state in 2003, the journal Nature reports that 350,000-year-old footprints of an upright walking human habit were found in Italy. Interesting. On a state in 2019, U.S. grounds all Boeing 737 MAX aircraft after bans by other countries following the plane's type's second crash in Ethiopia. On a state in 1852, the Uncle Sam cartoon figure made its debut in the New York Lantern Weekly. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Today, we want to wish a very happy 36th birthday to Emil Hirsch. Uh, today would have been the, let me see. Yes, would have been, would have been the 108th birthday of William J. Casey. On this date, in 1915, Dodgers manager Wilbert Robinson tries to catch a baseball dropped from an airplane but the pilot substitutes a grapefruit. That would have been probably a little bit softer than possibly a, uh, a obviously a, uh, a baseball thing. So that's a good, that's a good, good switch right there. Uh, on this day in 1804, economist Thomas Robert Mathias, who was 38 at the time, Mary's Harriet Eckersall in Bath, Somerset. I, I was in that somewhere, I think, in England, I believe. On his day in, in 1926, country singer Maybelline Carter, who was 17 at the time, marries Ezra Carter. And on his day in 1961, the famed artist Pablo, Pablo Picasso, who was 79 at the time, marries his model Jacqueline Roque, as best I can pronounce it, who was 37 at the time. So. Um, uh, let's, let's see here. Uh, uh, let's see. A couple of notable birth, couple of notable birthdays here. Uh, one was, of course, a, today would have been the, One hundred eighty-eighth birthday of President Benjamin Harrison. He passed away in nineteen o one. 
And also, ladies and gentlemen, today would have been the birthday of, of course, one of the women known for, of course, standing up for women's rights, uh, Susan B. Anthony. Today, she would have turned. Well, she would have. She would have been. She would have turned 201 years old, <laughs> but she passed away in 1906. Uh, but yeah, she was well known for, of course, uh, uh, standing up for uh, for women's rights. A little bit of a preview, of course, um, so of some interesting moments here in each of our three categories I'm about to talk about. You know, in, in movies and television, date 1956, the movie The Searchers, a western, of course, directed by John Ford and starring John Wayne and Natalie Wood, is released today in uh, music and. History on this day, 2004, Luciano Pavarotti <coughs> performs in his last opera at New York's New York and at New York Metropolitan Opera's production of Tosca. And today, in in sports history, on this day in 1894, J. L. Johnstone of England invents the horse racing starting gate, and that's. That's that's what we got right there. Let's go ahead and go full circle and check out, of course, the rest of rest, of course, of our history here. First off, in movies and TV on this date in 1790, John Martin, the first American born actor, performs in Philadelphia. On this date in 1852, Uncle Sam, the Uncle Sam cartoon figure made its debut in the New York Lantern Weekly, as we just said. On this date in 1938, World News Roundup is broadcast for the first time on CBS radio in the United States. On this date in 1947, the 19th Annual Academy Awards takes place. The movie, the movie Best Years of Our Lives, as well as actress Olivia de Havilland and, and, and actor Frederick March win uh, Oscars for that. As we said, 1956, The Searcher, starring John Wayne, is released. On this date in 1982, the ABC TV crime drama T.J. Hooper premieres. Of course, as you know, it stars William Shatner, of course, from out of a Star Trek thing. On this date in 1986, the 12th Annual People's Choice Awards takes place in, in the movie category, Sylvester Stallone and Meryl Streep win. And also in the TV category, Bill Cosby and Linda Evans wins. As we said, today is a happy 36th birthday to Emil Hirsch. Uh, notable passings in movies and television. On his date in 1619, Richard Burbage, who was an English Shakespearean actor and painter, passes away around the age of 52. <clears throat> On this date, 1925, Lucille Rickson, whose real name was Ingeborg Erickson, who was a silent film actress from right here in the United States, passes away of tuberculosis at the age of only 14. On this day in 1957, Lena Ashwell, who was an actress and theatrical manager from Britain, who was the first organized large-scale entertainment for World War I troops at the front, passes away at the age of 84. And on this day in 1969, Felix Locker, who was an actor from, I believe, from Switzerland, who was in the movie Frankenstein's Daughter, passes away at the age of 86. We did say on the state in 1961, Pablo Picasso marries his model, uh, Jacqueline Roquet. I won't, now, now I may well say Roquet. We'll just say that. As we said, of course, he was 79. At the time, she was only 37. 
and all state in 2017, 21 Jump Street. Uh, Actor Dave Franco, of course, the movie version of 21 Jump Street, he was 32 at the time, marries actress Allison Brie, who was 34 at the time, in a private ceremony. So, of course, there you have it, of course, right there. Let's go ahead and check your music history and birthdays here. In 1797, Sherubini's opera Midi premieres in Paris. On say 1905, the Matahari first performs her dance act at the Gremet Museum in Paris. On say 1911, Ivan Karlov's musical Pink Lady premieres in New York City. On say 1928, Rudolph Freeman's musical Three Musketeers premieres in New York City. On say 1947, Brigadoon opens at Ziegfeld Theater in New York City. For 581 performances. On this date in 1963, Paul Hindemith and Thornton Wilder's opera Long Christmas Dinner premieres in New York City. On this date in 1965, uh, two moments took place. First off, the Beatles' single Eight Days a Week goes number one and stays number one for two weeks. And on this date in 1965, Eric Clapton quits the Yardbirds due to the band moving away from traditional blues. Jeff Beck becomes his replacement. Two birthdays, of course, to talk about today. We wish a very happy 61st birthday to Adam Clayton and also happy 29th birthday to Ozuna. Some notable passings in the world of music on this date in 1716. George Gabriel Schultz, a composer from Germany, passes away at the age of 46. And on this date in 1756, Johann Melchor Conradi was also a composer from Germany, passes away at the age of 81. On this day in 1817, Maji Shoka Joka, who was a, compo- a bohemian composer, passes away at the age of 77. And on this date in 1839, Robert Gallenberg, who was a composer from Austria, passes away at the age of 55. And as we also said earlier in the state in 1926, Maybelline Carter, Mar- uh, who was 17 at the time, marries Ezra Carter. Now, ladies and gentlemen, let us check, of course, in the world of sports. On this day in 1861, the 23rd Grand National, Joseph Kendall wins aboard the horse known as Jealousy at 5-1. 1875, English FA Cup Final, Kensington, Kennington Oval, London, uh, Royal Engineers and Old Etonians draw 1-1, replay 1 by Engineers 2-0. On this day in 1878, Oxford University defeats Cambridge University in their first golf match. On this day in 1894, J.L. Johnstone of England invents horse racing starting gate, as we just said. On this day in 1911, the Stanley Cup at Days Arena in Ottawa, Ontario. Ottawa Senators beat uh, golf from Ontario 7-4. On this day in 1912, the Stanley Cup from Quebec skating rink in Quebec City. Quebec Bulldogs route the Mocton victorious 8-0 for a 2-0 sweep of the Challenge Series. On this day, 1915, Dodgers manager Wilbert Robinson tries to catch a baseball drop from an airplane. But as we said before, the pilot substitutes the grapefruit. Obviously was concerned for safety. On this day, 1918, championship. Toronto Arenas beat the Montreal Canadiens, outscoring them 10-7 in a two-game set. 
some notable birthdays on this day. Blythe was born. He was a noble from Britain, the eighth Earl of Darnley. And cricketer, of course, Lord Darnley, England, captain versus Australia, 1882-1883. He was born in Westminster in London. He passed away in 1927. On a day in 1873, Barbados, Joe Walcott, a Barbadian uh, boxer from Barbados, uh, the world welterweight champion from 1901-06, the first African-American. He was born in the Myria, British Guyana. He passed away in 1935. On a state in 1886, John Home Run Baker, a Baseball Hall of Fame, fame third baseman uh, <clears throat> who won the World Series in 1910, 11, and 1913. Uh, American League home, home Run Leader, 1911 and 1914. American League RBI Leader, 1912 and 1913 with the Philadelphia Athletics. Was born, of course, right here in America in Trap, Maryland. He passed away in 1963. On his date in 1897, William Harold, who was a swimmer from Australia, who won, who won in the Olympics in 1920, was born in Glib, New South Wales. He passed away in 1976. Some notable passings on this date. In 1879, Adolf Anderson, a world chess champion from Germany between 1851 and 1851-1866, Passes away at the age of 60. On his date in 1963, Austin Dobson, who was a racing driver from Britain, he was born in 1912. On his date in 1967, Sir Frank Worrell, a cricket batsman and captain from West India, 51 test at 49.48, uh, 9 at 100 seconds, passes away from leukemia at the age of 42. And on his day in 1978, Gulman Gard, an Indian cricketer, who was a lefty pace bowler in two tests for India in 1959, passes away at the age of 52. And we have no weddings to, to, to of course, talk about. So, ladies and gentlemen, there you have it right there with your wrestling and pop culture history and birthdays for today, of course, March the 13th. Uh, this will be part of what John will present on WCWS Raw Radio I'm sure this coming Monday night, Monday afternoon, be sure to check that out. 1-605-562-0444. Caller ID 141364-POUND. This is episode 250 of WCWS Power Hour. As we said, Saturday, March 13th, 2021. Mr. WCWS, Chad Hinshaw here, of course, here with you. The rest of the panel, way too tough to handle, taking it easy after we had a very... Uh, very humongous week here, of course, here in the radio network. Of course, of course, stemmed off, of course, from what happened on Sunday with the AEW Revolution pay-per-view, and it was a very unique one at that. Of course, also, of course, in terms of talking about everything going on with Raw and um, also NXT and uh, with AEW Dynamite, of course, that was the backlash, of course, of what happened on Sunday. Uh, it was... Uh, of course, Bobby Lashley still, of course, obviously, of course, wrecking it in. Of course, obviously, since last week when he defeated The Miz to pick up the WWE title. Um, of course, uh, <clears throat> of course, obviously, of course, this week, you know, as last night on SmackDown, of course, the set, set took place where, of course, Roman Reigns is now will be defending the Universal title 
not tomorrow night, but next Sunday night against uh, Daniel Bryan. So it'll be a very unique. Uh, it'll be a very unique uh, encounter there, of course, indeed. Uh, of course, now we have also heard that uh, we've even read here just recently that. Paulo Cruz will now challenge Big E for the Intercontinental title. Of course, also at Fastlane, we have heard about that. Uh, right now, we don't know what the status is going to be for Asuka as far as defending the Raw Women's title at WrestleMania after she suffered a concussion during a match last week against Shayna Baszler. Um, we were thought was, was thought to be nothing more than just knocking a tooth out. Apparently, she also suffered a concussion in the process. So we don't know what the full story is on that, but we're definitely going to try our best to keep up with that and keep everybody, of course, here in the know. Uh, of course, obviously, we did we did, did see something big take place on NXT. Of course, after, of course, Finn Balor retained the NXT title over Adam Cole, apparently Kyle Riley returned to beat to, to he wanted because you know that he he uh, wanted a piece out of Adam Cole, and after after what Adam Cole has done to him, and I'm sure no doubt that the next NXT event, which is I believe standing deliver, I'm sure no doubt that they're going to possibly make this match happen. So we'll have to wait and see what happens with that. Uh, we also of course saw the face off between Finn Balor and Karrion Cross. Apparently that might be be etched in stone here, of course, here very very soon too. We also saw new. Uh, we also saw, of course, the debut of the NXT Women's Tag Team Championship, as of course they were first awarded to Dakota Kai and Raquel Gonzalez because of the outcome from the previous week, in which uh, Dakota and Raquel apparently lost the WWE Women's Title match to Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler. So the thing about it is, is that they they found out that they were they, that that Nia and Shayna apparently made the wrong person submit and they didn't realize apparently it was just it was it was reviewing the after further review what they decided to do is of course they brought out the nxt women's tag team titles and of course now ladies and gentlemen like i said dakota kyle raquel gonzalez did did get them but they didn't get a chance to enjoy them for long because they were going to have their first title defense that night against the team that they defeated in the women's nxt in the women's Dusty Rhodes Tag Team Classic Adventures Day, which was of course Ember Moon and Shanti Blackheart, and of course that didn't take long. That didn't disappoint as well as Ember and Shanti did get by Dakota Kai and Raquel Gonzalez to become the only now the second team in one night to pick up these brand new tag team titles. So, congratulations, of course, to Ember and Shanti. Of course, kind of an early birthday present, as we said, of course, earlier a little while ago. Today is, of course, Shanti Blackheart's birthday, so happy birthday. So, so obviously, of course, it was a very early birthday present for her as well. Her and Amber Moon, of course, definitely enjoying themselves there. Uh, of course, obviously, uh, they had they had the match, I believe, for the TNT title between Darby Allen and Scorpio Sky. I never really got the outcome of that match, uh, but I did hear it was a good one. But of course, of course, the biggest thing that did happen, of course, on that night, obviously, was apparently MJF uh, have been have been setting up Chris Jericho all along here, uh, as apparently, like I said, uh, MJF had been forming his own unique group 
apparently it's consistent of it looked like it's, it's consistent of Sean Spears and also of course FTR as well as Tully Blanchard. So they're saying more than likely that along with MJF and, and possibly Wardlow, it could be a version of the Four Horsemen, but you never know. So, uh, so we're we'll have to wait and see. Well, of course, what all will stem from all this, but I'm sure likely there'll be some very unique things taking place. But nevertheless, of course, AEW Revolution, of course, did not disappoint as well. There were some changes and some surprises, but still, nevertheless, it was a, it was a good encounter, of course, indeed. Of course, our prediction title challenge did not disappoint as well. As of course, finally, as of as of last as of last night, we were able to officially crown the new AEWS Face of the Revolution champion, the new Big Money champion, and the new Deathmatch champion. Um, of course, through the three three poll matches that we did have, of course, since every since certain several people were were tied, of course, in um, were were of course obviously were were of course tied in this in this encounter. Uh, some more than others. Uh, one was had more people in it than the others did, but nevertheless, here we were able to of course uh, get confirm and clarify here the big winners. The, of course, as we said, the <clears throat> the uh, new AWS face of the revolution ch uh, champion, of course, the key and clubs, Mitt Patel, the new AWS big money uh, champion is the human suplex machine, John Gross. And ladies and gentlemen, the new AWS deathmatch champion is the Empress Anne-Marie Rickenbach, who pretty much blew everybody out of the water during her uh Poll encounter throughout the whole week, so I thought that was truly unique, though. In itself, we also introduced a Rumble winners battle royal, of course, with some which, of course, could earn, which of course could earn uh, an op someone an opportunity at the at the, of course, NXT US Stand Championship. <clears throat> And of course, if we're still kind of thinking about, of course, when we, of course, going into stand and deliver, of course, obviously we will have a prediction title challenge for that. But of course, now since since we're going to actually do the, uh, since we're actually going to do the uh, award this championship to some to to someone, of course, <clears throat> obviously. Uh, we're actually going to be, of course, making a match here to see who is going to win that belt. Um, we, of course, also have something may have something else up our sleeves, of course, as well concerning this the, the new NXT US Standing Deliver Championship. But of course, we'll keep you apprised of that. Also, of course, we have our tournament, of course, uh, of course, we have 14 poll matches up here. Of course, as as you know, we have three trivia championship belts, two singles, and a tag team championship. That, that are recently are recently vacant, and of course we are looking to get those filled, and so we did of course uh, have that encounter here. Indeed, two of the matches did tie, and we're hoping to of course, like I said, hopefully this tie has been broken. Well, now I think it was in a couple of other matches that we did have, of course, during the week, and yeah, well, it was. It was a couple of other title matches we had, of course, here during the week that these matches were still tied. And it looks like, uh, like I said, if they're not, and of course, as we said, in those stip in that stipulation, if in fact if it was not awarded by 11 o'clock tomorrow night, 
then of course whoever was holding the belt going into the match would of course retain and of course they would have an opportunity to choose their next uh choose their next um their next challenger and of course uh three-fourths of the wcw us eight-man uh tag team champions last night in the form of jd justin mitt did of course name uh three out of the four new challengers that they would like to face and offer their eight-man title i i do believe one of them was uh chris harris another one i think was the the loose cannon shaquille cole cephas and i think another person was anthony chobot so obviously of course the only person who did not get a chance to hear from is the human surplus machine john gross and hopefully we'll get a chance to hear from him i will talk to him we will talk to him about that uh and of course i would love to post this match so that way we can vote so we can of course determine or make the match happen of course and give you the results of it uh of course this coming friday but uh but we'll talk we'll get that squared away and of course there's several matches now that uh, that we do have that we do need to make and we'll of course be updating we'll be updating of course the uh the vacant title tournament um um, uh, who who has moved on in that tournament as well here, bringing that up, of course. Um, <clears throat> but of course, we have some good ones there as well. Of course, they're fighting for an opportunity for a shot for to become the brand new WWF US World Heavyweight Champion, the brand new WCW US Hardcore Champion, and also, of course, ladies and gentlemen, the new AAA US Mixed Tag Team Champions. So. We're hoping to, of course, get those awarded here, of course, very, very, very soon. So we'll keep you apprised about all that, and hopefully, like I said, uh, we'll uh, we'll get that underway here, of course, very, very soon. <coughs> 6 6.34 p.m., excuse me. <coughs> uh, of course, this is Saturday, March 13, 2021, episode 250 of WCWS Power Hour. <coughs> excuse me. 1-605-562-0444, caller ID 141-364-POUND. <clears throat> of course, Mr. WSW-US, Chad Hinshaw, of course, here back here with you as always. Rest of the, rest of the panel, way too tough to handle, of course, obviously taking it taking it easy, of course, here as well. We were hoping to also hear here during the week here from folks. We did hear, of course, obviously from the Iceman, Jared DiGirolamo, also the human surplus machine, John Gross. The King of Clubs, Mint Patel, the Soul Man, Justin Lewis Fleming. Uh, we got a brief visit from Big Diesel, Gregory Kramer last night. Uh, we were hoping to to also hear from Danny from Oak Park and or the Black Widow, Michelle and Dodge. We didn't get a chance to hear from them. Uh, we did hear from the Heartbreak Kid, Fonzie, here for uh, on a couple of occasions. We got, was glad to hear from him. Uh, of course, the Ralph Steck and Neil Patel, of course, obviously. Um, Obviously, of course, like I said, making his presence felt on WWS Sports Machine as well. Uh, <coughs> so, like I said, we've had a lot of our guys, a lot of our guys return here and there. But uh, we're, we're, of course, hoping to get a lot more folks on here, of course, here very, very, very soon. In the meantime, ladies and gentlemen, before we go into some wrestling news tidbits, before we close out for the, for the day, Let's go. This is something we haven't done in a while. Let's go to, of course, our automated WCWS Weather Center. 
Of course, I'm referring to the infamous Amazon Echo Dot. It will, of course, give me the current weather and the seven-day weather forecast for my neck of the woods right here in uh, Trinity, North Carolina. I will, of course, first start off by saying this. Alexa, current weather. In Trinity, it's 61 degrees Fahrenheit with mostly cloudy skies. Tonight, you can look for clouds with a low of 44 degrees. Enjoy your evening. <coughs> seven-day weather forecast. In Trinity, for the next seven days, Sunday, 66 degrees Fahrenheit and cloudy skies. Monday, 51 degrees and cloudy skies. Tuesday, 53 degrees and rainy weather. Wednesday, 64 degrees and showers. Thursday, 60 degrees and rainy weather. Friday, 58 degrees and partly sunny weather. Saturday, 61 degrees and lots of sun. Thank you. Of course, Chad. <laughs> and ladies and gentlemen, Amazon Echo Dot, of course, can, can help you out with anything from uh, uh, keeping you up to date with the latest news, of course, the latest weather. Also, of course, if you order anything off of Amazon.com, we can help keep track of, of course, where delivery is coming in here as well. So definitely get one of these Amazon Echo Dots here today. Very, very handy indeed. Now, ladies and gentlemen, let us proceed directly to, uh, to of course, our friends at 411mania.com. Let's see what they have in terms of any, uh, of, any of course, um uh, Any um, wrestling, of course, uh, news tidbits here, of course, here for today. Uh, <clears throat> and, of course, we always thank our friends at 411mania.com for allowing us here in the WCWS Radio Network, for allowing us to read their stories on all of our shows, including, of course, in addition to Power Hour, of course, uh, obviously Revolution, uh, Wolfpack, Raw Radio, Outside the ropes as well as WWS this morning. Also, I'm pretty certain that it is also utilized on WWS Wrestling Revisited, Wrestling Debate, and Sports Machine. And hopefully we hope to institute it on some of our shows that have not been on the air for quite some time as we work on trying to get those back up and running here in 2021. And we do have several stories here that of course kind of take the time. But let's go ahead and get you let's go ahead and get you of course up to date with it here. Joseph Lee posted this story to, uh, today as Bianca Belair was interviewed on talking about the wrestlers in WWE that paved the way for her. In an interview with 104.5 The Zone's uh, Jay Martin and Ramon, Bianca Belair created Naomi and others for paving the way for her to succeed in the WWE. Here are some highlights. On how Naomi helped her in the WWE, Bianca says, I would say for me I have to sh shout out Naomi. She's been in the business for over 10 years, and she did something for me before I even got into NXT. And she was a representation for me. I went to my very first live event in Atlanta, Georgia, right before I started WWE, and I naturally just gravitated towards her. I watched her in the ring and saw myself in her and really saw myself being a wrestler because I saw myself in her. She was representation for me, and she also embraced me. I think sometimes as women and as a woman of, of color, when you come into a situation, we sometimes see each other as competition, and she didn't do that. She completely embraced me. She took me under her wing. She motivated me. On other female wrestlers who helped, Bianca says, same thing was, of course, with Nia Jax. 
she was one of the first ones in NXT that I came in in contact with. And she was like, girl, you got it. You got it. You got to be somebody. Keep doing what you're doing. Focus on the things that you can control. And you got it. She really installed confidence in, in me. Those are the main two up front. I would say also Bailey. She was my very first feud that when I had got just to smack down the thing about Bailey is she not only goes to the table to eat, she pulls up a chair beside her and allows you to eat too. She elevates every single woman she comes in contact with. I will say once I beat Bailey, I got a lot of momentum coming off of that win from, from Bailey. Very next week I went and won the Royal Rumble match. Our locker room is full of women that empower each other. We're always competing. We're always want to be at the top. At the same time, we're in there fighting for each other, and it's a locker room full of empowerment. So we, of course, like I said, look forward to, of course, seeing what will happen there with her at WrestleMania. Joseph Lee posted this story as, as the duo of Miro and Kip Sabian actually take shots at Jim Cornette after he insults Penelope Ford. Wrestling Inc. reports that during the latest episode of his drive-thru podcast, Jim Cornette reviewed the AEW Revolution pay-per-view from this past Sunday. When he got to the match featuring Miro and Kip Sabian versus Orange Cassidy and Chuck Taylor, he gave his thoughts in his usual acrobatic way. However, it was his remark about Penelope Ford that drew the ire of both Miro and Sabian, who did not like the misogynistic comment Cornette made about her. Cornette said of Miro, he's being being allowed to be himself, and he's obviously a complete effing goof. He has no idea how to get over, no idea what got him over for a little while before in the other company. He does this stupid crap and obviously is enjoying himself doing it. He was paired with a kid that looks like he's in middle school and is, we'll just say, SL girlfriend. They have a few with a guy that sticks in his hand, sticks his hands in his pockets. And another guy that looks like he cuts hair with a pencil sharpener job guy underneath underneath town all the way and he has embraced this. Mero didn't seem to care what Cornet said about him, but took offense as at the remark about Ford. He wrote he wrote the following of course on his Twitter account. He says, After Jim Cornette, if you call Penelope a SLUT again, I'll come like God God's wrath on you, you understand? Person drive you to your basement. People like at the Jim Cornette bring not only pro wrestling down, but young women and men get abused for 40 views on YouTube. Sabian also called out Cornette for insulting his wife. He wrote, legit at the Jim Cornette is a total, is a total all talk wet lettuce. His funeral is going to be a joyous occasion. I'll be riding shotgun, although we will we will let her beat the piss out of him. Just 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 like he just like he watches his wife. Right? Captain Cook at the Jim Cornette. Extreme, he said, We don't have to worry about it. He's definitely going to die at some point. Then we can all like dance. We can have a celebration. That will probably be one of the first times on the internet that I will post something like a celebratory post, you know. And I mean that. I'm not even joking. I'm deadly serious. I cannot wait for that man to die. Ford wasn't quiet. Penelope Ford wasn't quiet about it either. She wrote, I'm, I mean, he has mul- he has multiple times, but let's let people F his wife while he watches. Why does what does he so what does he think of her she's probably the only person besides himself that he feels bad for because his little member can't please her after five blue shoes and needs other men to do it for Cornette has apparently has yet to respond to what Miro Kip Sabian and Penelope Ford have said <clears throat> uh, 
to, to in retaliation for what Cornette just said. So we'll have to wait and see what all happens here. Joseph Lee posted this uh, as Tyson Fury was was as, as mentioned in an interview, he was meant to fight Drew McIntyre at a United Kingdom pay per view last year. During an interview with Behind the Gloves, Tyson Fury said there were plans for a match with Drew McIntyre at a pay per view in the UK last year before the pandemic put a stop to it. He said, I was supposed to go to SummerSlam last year. I was supposed to go to WrestleMania last year. I was supposed to fight Drew McIntyre in a pay-per-view event in the UK, but none of that happened thanks to the, thanks to the pandemic. So the pandemic has cost me SummerSlam, <clears throat> WrestleMania, and Drew, with Drew McIntyre, the Wilder rematch, and the Joshua fight. So thank you, pandemic. Of course, I won't say what the, the word that starts with C, so I'm not going to even say that because, to be quite honest, I'm just sick and tired of talking about it. I just, I, I, you have to forgive me, ladies and gentlemen. I just get tired of seeing, I've seen that, I've seen what the pet, what the virus is called. So, uh, anyway, the Joseph Lee posted this story here as there is a note on the plans for this year's WWE Hall of Fame ceremony. It was announced earlier this week that WWE will hold their Hall of Fame ceremony on April 6th with a huge ceremony that includes both the 2020 and the 2021 inductees. So far, Molly, Molly Holly has been announced for 2021, joining Batista, the NWO, the Bella Twins, JBL, the British Bulldog, and Jushin Thunder Liger. <clears throat> Fightful Select reports that the current plan, as of the announcement earlier this week, is to pre-tape the show in some form. It's not the ideal situation, but WWE feels it will be the best for now. Before the ceremony was canceled last year, attendance for the, the event was mandatory. Vincent Mann would get upset if talent left the show early, even though many of them had early morning media obligations the next day. <clears throat> so, but of course, obviously, we all, we all know how big of a baby Vince McMahon is. So, Joseph Lee posted this story as Kurt Angle was talked about, said that Taz was not a dangerous worker, and Taz himself actually responds. During the last episode of the Kurt Angle show via Inside the Ropes, Kurt Angle spoke about working with Taz and said that even though he some believed his suplexes were dangerous, they weren't. During an episode of Grill and JR earlier this year, Jim Ross said that one of the reasons Taz didn't work out in WWE was for that very reason. People thought his suplexes were dangerous and all this other stuff. So a lot of the times went back to Vince and said, I don't want to work with this guy, too dangerous. They didn't tell me that. They told Vince that. I heard it and they heard it. He heard it enough, and Vince saw comfortable to step in the ring with Taz. He finally took it to heart. Angle said in response, Taz was not dangerous. That was my idea. I told Taz to give me a German suplex and tell me really high in the air. I would flip over on my stomach. I want to do a moonsault German suplex where I landed on my stomach. I thought it looked really vicious and brutal. So that, so that was all my call. I'm not sure why Taz di didn't. Then tell the officer that I'm the one that chose the move. Taz was he was relatively safe. I never had a problem with him. Taz actually wrote in a reply on Twitter. He says, "So for me, aren't many more credible in the history of the, of the biz than Kurt? For anyone who thought I was dangerous, 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 the man with the brightest gold has spoken. I appreciate you explaining this at real Kurt angle." 
And of course, Taz just said this on his official uh, Twitter account, of course, uh, earlier today. Uh, one story that was just added on here, folks, let's go ahead and bring it here to you. Joseph Lee posted this story as the latest additions uh, to the High Spots Wrestling Network feature Terry Funk and Steve Austin. High Spots Wrestling Network has announced new additions to the streaming service, which include classic content featuring Terry Funk and Steve Austin. Of course, also in this, also the episode, of course, on the Fireside Chat, their host, uh, the Mad Scout, is joined by Wera Loka Taya Valkyrie. Of course, their topics include, of course, uh, Presley, travel, gear, Mexico, moving to America, John, obviously, of course, uh, John Morrison, uh, Loka, and, of course, also her time and impact. Steve Austin Beginnings, uh, <clears throat> uh, of course, Bill After, then the Simnosis, and Austin and Percy Pringle versus Joe McKip, Chris Adams, Austin and Football Gear, Austin and Jeff Gaylord versus Chico Torres and Frogman LeBlanc, Austin and Eric Embry versus Gary Young and Bill Dundee, Austin, Jeff Gaylord, and Sheik Braddock versus Matt Bourne, Eric Embry, and Chris Adams, Austin with Austin uh, versus Chris Adams, mixed tag match, Austin and Jeannie Clark versus Chris and Tony Adams, a rematch between Austin and Jeannie Clark and Chris and Tony Adams, and a group. The Savoldi Family Library presents Mega Moments Volume 1. Of course, the Savoldi Family Library presents, of course, Terry Funk. Mega Memories features Les Thatcher, George Steele, Hacksaw Jim Duggan, Nick Bockwinkle, and Honky Talk Man talking about stars like Cactus Jack, Mean Mark Callis, and other Mega Memories that rock wrestling Volume 1. Uses footage from USWA and global footage from commentary reported in 2000, year 2000. So. Well, that so definitely check that out here, folks. If y'all, if anyone's an avid, it does does look at the does look at that. Jeffrey Harris, of course, posted this story as a backstage note on the March and April Impact Wrestling TV tapings. Fightful Select has an update for the next set of Impact Wrestling TV tapings. The roster will return to Nashville, Tennessee, on Monday, March fifteenth. The film, the next set of TV tapings will reportedly last for several days. Additionally, the roster will reassemble in April for the Rebellion pay-per-view event and the following set of TV tapings. As noted, Kenny Omega is set to compete in a title versus title match against Impact's Rich Swan or Moose. Per the report, members of the Impact Wrestling team says said that they, they like having monthly tapings as it helps keep up with the wrestling with wrestling's changing landscape due to the pandemic right now. Proves that there was a longer break between tapings going from mid-November to mid-January. However, Impact has now managed to resume a monthly TV taping schedule. Also, Impact will be streaming the live Impact Plus event Sacrifice later tonight starting at 8 o'clock p.m. Eastern. So if you have Impact Plus, ladies and gentlemen, check out that event. Let's see here. Our next story, our next story here, folks. Jeffrey Harris posted this story as with some WWE news as Kalisto shares a video with his mask off, plus also the top 10 SmackDown moments. 
WWE Superstar Christopher shared his latest video. This one shows him with his mask off, but the camera is positioned behind his head so you don't see his whole face. Kalisto talks about the power of the mask. He stated, inside this mask, I can be anyone I want. Anyone. Kalisto then puts it on and says, you see, just like that, I can be anyone. All my life, my sacrifice, all my pain, everything I've been through, everything I've put my family through has led me to this. I'm ready to introduce the world to Kalisto when I feel like it. So you are going to have to just wait. And, of course, Kalisto did, did post this on his Twitter account. He says, it's time. Hashtag SmackDown, at WWE on Fox. Hashtag Gloat, at WWE on Fox. At WWE, at WWE Espanol. At WWE France. At WWE India. At WWE UK. At WWE Universe. At WWE NXT. At WWE. Also, ladies and gentlemen, WWE released the top 10 SmackDown moments from last night's episode. And ladies and gentlemen, we will post this video in our page, WCWS's uh, top 10 and five things, of course, a little bit later on. Speaking of WWE, ladies and gentlemen, uh, Jeffrey Harris posted this story as WWE announces Stone Cold Steve Austin week of programming. WWE.com has announced that next week will be a special week of programming highlighting WWE Hall of Famer Stone Cold Steve Austin with Stone Cold Steve Austin Week. It will be a week-long celebration starting Tuesday, March 16th, and will feature programming on Peacock, the WWE Network, plus special editions of WWE Top 10 and WWE Playlist, and more. Okay, here are the full details and programming debuts. As we said, WWE celebrates Stone Cold Steve Austin Week with new documentaries, Broken Skull Sessions, and more. Get ready to salute WWE's favorite Hellraiser. Starting this Monday, WWE kicks off Stone Cold Steve Austin Week commemorating the 25-year anniversary of Austin's debut in WWE. The week-long celebration, which coincides with March 16th, also known as Austin 316 Day, will feature Stone Cold-themed programming on Peacock and WWE Network, including new documentaries, also, the Texas Rattlesnakes interview with Randy Orton on, on the Broken Skull Sessions and more. There will be no shortage of classic Stone Cold moments to enjoy on WWE's social channels. From daily full-length matches and Austin 316-day exclusives, the special editions of WWE Top 10 and Playlist, and who knows how many stop mud holes being walked dry. Check out the Stone Cold Steve Austin Week streaming schedule right here. And keep an eye on your favorite social media feeds beginning Monday. Oh, hell yeah. <clears throat> of course, here is some of that right here, folks. Let's go ahead and give you some decent right here. Meeting Stone Cold, of course, Tuesday, March 16th on the network. WWE superstars and legends recall their first impressions of Stone Cold Steve Austin. Of course, including Undertaker, Ric Flair, Booker T, and others recount a slew of unforgettable moments and memories they shared with Austin throughout the last 30 years. The Birth of the Stunner, Friday, March 19th on Peacock and the network. Learn about the origin of Stone Cold Steve Austin's famous finisher, its history with Austin, and how the legacy of the stunner lives on today through WWE superstar Kevin Owens. The best of WWE, best of Stone Cold Steve Austin, Saturday, March <clears throat> March 20th on Peacock, and the free version of the network. The Texas Rattlesnake battles iconic opponents like the Red the Hitman Hart and the Undertaker in his collection of his greatest matches. <clears throat> And also Steve Austin's Broken Skull Sessions, Randy Orton, Sunday, March 21st, on Peacock and the Network. Stone Cold welcomes first-time guest Randy Orton on his acclaimed interview show, 
And I'm going to be off limits when the Viper and the Texas Rattlesnake sit down to talk about Orton's legendary career. So definitely check that out here, folks. That'll be a big-time thing here starting here, of course, here this week. Our next story here, folks. Uh, Jeffrey Harris posted this story as Freddie Prince Jr. explains how badly TV execs dislike pro wrestling, thinks fans should have more respect for WWE and AEW. <clears throat> In a series of tweets this week, actor and former WWE creative team member Freddie Prince Jr. praised the work of WWE, NXT, and AEW with their strong network and cable TV deers, considering how most television executives do not want professional wrestling on their networks. You can view his comments on the subject right here. Prince initially tweeted yesterday, if you knew how bad most TV execs did not want professional wrestling on their channels, you'd respect the hell out of WWE, NXT, and AEW for pulling off what they do each week. They literally have every card in the deck in the deck stacked against them and they're still growing the, bit, the business. He added, this is why cats like Triple H doing interviews and Cody Bean on other TNT programming is so important. They help normalize the business because they just get it. They come off, they come off chill and solid. Hope both, they both continue to stay in, out in the public eye. It's more now than ever. When another user questioned Prince's, Prince's comments about asking about where the growth is, despite WWE ratings and viewership trending downward, Prince noted the execs are looking for advertisers who are usually lined up for live TV. <clears throat> That's something uh, wrestling promotions tend to offer. Stated, you look at Nielsen ratings for growth. Exec stopped that in the 90s when they saw Arsenio Hall's real numbers. It's just marketing. Execs look for advertisers and are lined up for live TV. It's a question of simple taste, and most execs don't enjoy it. So you can check out, of course, his his tweets, of course, on his on his Twitter account, of course, at Real FP Jr. If you want to, of course, read what he had. If you want to read, of course, what he had. Three more stories to bring in here, folks. Our next story here, Jeffrey Harris posted this story, has, has Humberto Carrillo shows off his new jacked physique. WWE superstar Humberto Carrillo shared a new photo on his Instagram this week showing he's been working in his off time. Here, there's a picture on this page. You can check out, of course, his new a new photo he posted on Instagram. Carrillo wrote in the guitar while I'm here. Of course, his last WWE TV match was when he teamed up with Akira Tozawa in a losing effort to Elias and Jackson Riker on a February edition of WWE main event. Of course, he's looking good, but folks, so like I said, hopefully he'll be he'll be back here and be able to kick some butt here, of course, again very soon. <clears throat> Jeffrey Harris, of course, posted this story here as we now have the updated. Uh, we now have an update. Next Sunday's Fastlane pay-per-view. As previously reported, Big E will defend the Intercontinental title against Apollo Crews at Fastlane this month. Here's the updated lineup for the event. The Universal Championship match Roman Reigns will defend against Daniel Bryan. Jay Uso or Edge will be the special guest enforcer. The women's tag team title match will see Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler defend against the team of Sasha Banks and Bianca Belair. And the Intercontinental title match, of course, Big E will defend against Apollo Crews. Fastlane is set for March 21st at the Tropicana Field in St. Petersburg, Florida. It will be broadcast live on Peacock in the United States and the WWE Network 
overseas. And one more quick story here before we before we, before we uh, jump off for the night. Jeremy Thomas posted this story <clears throat> as indie talent B-Boy says he tore Achilles at an AEW taping, and he thanks the company, though, for, for their support. B-Boy has revealed that he suffered an injury at a recent appearance at an AEW taping and thanked the company and people there for their support of him. The indie wrestler appeared at a recent taping and noted in a series of tweets that he suffered a ruptured Achilles tendon, which will leave him out of action for a while. B-Boy expressed his gratitude for the company and talent for taking care of him in a lengthy statement. Of course, here it is right here. First of all, I just want to thank everyone that has reached out to me and has shown love and support from this past week. Be, be aware of this long post. This week it was a huge opportunity. I have worked my whole entire professional wrestling career for. I was excited to see old friends and show the world what I have to offer on a national stage. <clears throat> About 30 seconds to a minute into the match, I heard a pop and instantly went down. Those that know me know how stubborn or tough I am and know knows I would always continue to match regardless of, of if I was hurt or not. It's just how I was raised. When you fall or get back or when you fall, you get back up. I couldn't get up and start holding my heel ankle. I got to the doc's office and they did a first initial test. The first test they speculated a torn Achilles and my heart just dropped. Some of the boys and girls came to the back and wondered what happened and checked on me and their hearts dropped. Needless to say, I instantly was depressed, but I didn't want to show it towards peers I've known for years. <clears throat> I didn't want my injury to get their spirits down. As wrestlers, we sign up for this. We get hurt. It just so happened after wearing tear for 22 years, it was my time. Thanks. Things like this just happen, especially in the most freaky situation. Santana, Ortiz, and Kingston, guys that I have a huge bond with, took care of me the rest of the night and helped me to my room and, to make sure, and made sure to accommodate whatever I needed. <clears throat> I woke up the next morning, thanks, selling in and started crying for two hours, just thinking it was nighttime and I was praying for good news. Later that day, my MRI was scheduled with the hope that maybe it wasn't as bad as predicted, but unfortunately, the results came back from the original production and I have a torn, ruptured Achilles. I am and was heartbroken. The one thing that got me out of my state of mind was friends I've known for 15 years from the company reached out. And I decided to abstain at the, at the hotel and just self-loathing. I want to be at the venue and just be thankful and show my gratitude, being good spirits around my peers, help with whatever I could. Upon arriving, everyone from the top of the company, two coaches and vets, two producers, to camera and crew, to town, got word I was hurt. Everyone came up to me and showed nothing about support and love. It was overwhelming. Emotionally overwhelming. When you have Arn and Tully take time to talk to you and talk about their experiences and say nothing but good things to you, to Cody and Kenny, Nick and Matt personally come to me and give me words of motivation, reassurance. <clears throat> peers, peers I've known throughout throughout the years, of sharing Walker rooms together, showing love and showing love and support, and those I did know taking their time to come up to me. It's overwhelming, overwhelmingly, and I just feel blessed and grateful that I made an impact with everyone I've known throughout the years, enough to take the time out of their busy schedule, out of their busy and stressful and long days. Now, always, it's a long road to recovery. Alexis, I fly back home in a couple of days, and then when I get home, I start start to look for a surgeon, surgeon to get surgery, and then hard work starts. I'm not talking to rehab, to rehab because I can handle that. But, but just the mental anguish of not being able to do a lot of things I normally do in life. However, I have a beautiful wife, a daughter turning 18, a restless school, I just, 
I can still teach friends that love me, family that loves me, and, and now a huge company that I guess loves me too. To people reading this, I don't want sadness or disappointment. Things happen for a reason. I'm in good spirits. If anyone has advice on, on always open, has advice on always open anything to help along with my recovery. To, to conclude this, fall seven times, get up eight, stay the course. Of course, <clears throat> on behalf of 411 Mania, and of course, I, I will offer this put in. Um, as, on behalf of the WCWS Radio Network, of course, our best wishes to B-Boy for a quick, for a pit, for a quick and full recovery. Of course, uh, he said this on his Twitter account yesterday. He said, sorry, guys, trying to put it in order. Thank you. <clears throat> and then, of course, thank you, part two. Thank you at AEW from the staff to the talent to medical to everyone. You guys are amazing. I hope to see you guys more sooner than later. Thank you for taking me in. You guys gave me a lease on life professionally to keep striving for. So, so that just shows right there how much of a heart that uh, that that you know how how much AW really does care about their people and will not turn their back if something, of course, obviously does happen with with with, with anyone. They will take care. It sounds like they will take care of you indeed. On that note, here, folks, ladies and gentlemen, I want to thank you very much for listening to episode two hundred and fifty of w, WCWS Report Power Hour. <clears throat> of course, I'll be sure, ladies and gentlemen, to check the, to, of course, uh, if you're up in the morning, ladies and gentlemen, be sure to check us out tomorrow morning on WCWS this morning, 805-8613 pound, as we, of course, will be bringing you, of course, tomorrow's wrestling and pop culture history and birthdays, plus also, of course, a rundown of what will be taking place in the radio network this coming week. And also, ladies and gentlemen, we'll be, of course, bringing some additional wrestling news tidbits when they, of course, when they come in, of course, overnight, courtesy, once again, of 411 Mania. So be sure to listen in on that starting at 8 a.m. this Sunday morning, or tomorrow morning, of course, for WCWS this morning. Uh, of course, check, be sure to check out all of our groups, of course, on Facebook. Ladies and gentlemen, we've been posting great content on a lot of them all day long, including Entertainment Cavalcade. Uh, game show alley sports lineup sports roundup i'm sorry also um wws movie channel location of animation excuse me our tribute groups to of course don rickles johnny carson who's on is it anyway home improvement nascar uh power rangers of course motor week retro review cars of the past also of course ladies and gentlemen a gaseous affair check that one out women of wcws of course check out of course for our some great ladies matches, of course, there indeed. Also, check out our tribute wrestling tribute groups, of course, AEW US, uh, NWA US, AWA US, WCCW US, NXT US, WWF US, and so on and so forth. Also, check out the video vault, ladies and gentlemen. We have a lot of great classic, uh, classic uh, uh, footage, of course, there as well. Some a lot of encounters, of course. In, you know, from everybody from Stone Cold Steve Austin to The Rock to The Undertaker and Kane, uh, Triple H, um, some old WCW stuff. And we've even posted a lot of the recent stuff with Major League Wrestling. We posted a lot of great stuff on the, on the, in the video vault. Be sure to check a lot of that out here, of course, as well. Also, be sure to stay safe, of course, during this pandemic, pandemic ladies and gentlemen. Uh, <clears throat> of course, uh, uh, remember three, th three, three things, Mr. W uh, 
uh, three three uh, rules of, of court, three of course things that Mr. W, Mr. WWS of course uh, uh, has come up with right here. Uh, uh, of course, uh, be sure to keep your hands clean, keep yourself clean, and of course, ladies and gentlemen, do one thing that they have not told you to do more than anything in this world. Do a whole lot of praying. So that's that right there is the ultimate medicine right now. You can fight off any pandemic, no matter how big or how small it could be. Power Hour episode 250 is a broadcast of the WCWS radio network right here, of course, on TalkShoe.com, where we are, of course, five years older and continuing to be bolder. The radio network continues to be and will forever remain your wrestling and pop culture connection. Folks, take care of yourselves and each other. Of course, we would definitely see you in the ring and also on the red carpet. And, of course, remember, since 2015, your source for everything in the world of pro wrestling, pop culture, and everything in between. This is, of course, the one and the only. And we continue to strive and thrive, <clears throat> to, to, even through something as big as this pandemic. The WCWS Radio Network. Take care and God bless, folks. We'll talk at you tomorrow morning. WCWS this morning at 8, 8, 8, 8, 8 a.m. Take care and God bless. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.